welcome to Mom Cave Live, where we may have lost our minds, but we haven't lost our sense of humor. Um, I'm Jen, and I have two guests today because they are the co-hosts of the podcast, Circling the Drain. And Circling the Drain is, let me see if I get your tag right, tagline right. It's about the period before you stop getting your period. That's perfect. That is correct. That's exactly perfect. It's brilliant. Did you hire a copywriter for that? That's me. No. Yeah. (laughs) Can I say that like any, any kind of like brilliant tagline that comes out of anything that we do is all Ellie. It's got nothing to do with me. It is not a, we didn't hire a professional. um, (laughs) Ellie is a professional. Well, that's what I love about Ellie. She's, she's clever. She has her way with words and some of the words are naughty but most, most, a lot <laughs> most. of them are. So even though it's the middle of the day, your children shouldn't watch this broadcast. They hopefully are in school if they're of age. And yeah. And speaking of age, that's what we're going to talk about, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you guys tell everybody quickly where they can find the podcast and just a little, you know, what, what, what is it before we go into this whole perimenopause situation? Julia. Um, well, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are everywhere. We're on Spotify, you know, Apple, um, Stitcher. The places. All the places. Yeah. The everywhere. websites, Everybody. the Facebook. Yes, you can get it. You can go right to our website and listen there. Um, the website yeah. is com. That's probably the easiest place because it links to everything else. Right, right. And That's if- right. If you are watching this, you are on either Instagram or YouTube or Facebook. So you know that they're on those places. Um, and you put out a new episode every week? Every other week. Every other week. Every week. I like that. It's bi-weekly. We are bi-weekly because we... Um, like most lives. women, we have a lot going on. We have like lives and like jobs and things. And so I would love to put this out um, every week. So if anyone out there wants to give us money and produce our show, <laughs> we'll, gladly, we'll gladly put one out. Once every week, week. Oh, totally. yeah. same here with mom cave. Like we, we could just, yeah. we need to hire a whole production team for all of our things. I, I don't think it. people would believe it if they knew Jen, what all the different things that you do and all the things that we do behind the scenes to make what appears to be just a simple little thing that you put out into the world. It's a lot. It's, it's a fun. lot. In fact, I should mention that um, on Mom Cave today, on Fridays, we usually have a new episode of The Breakdown with Bethany, and that is coming out at some point today. So we have that happening today and this happening today, and a little league game and work and life. And I just I just vacuumed my, my bedroom, so it's all good. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Got to fit in the vacuuming where you can. Got to get the vacuuming. It's been like way too long. Hi, Sherry. She says, hi, ladies. So many great funny moms out there. We love when people comment and we want to take questions because this is a thing that we have a lot of questions about. Okay. So we're going to talk sort of about, we all know sort of what perimenopause is. We've talked about that here before, but what really gets me is the, the age, the, the, the thing. It's not like you flip a switch and you have your party. Congratulations. You're in perimenopause, right? It's much more amorphous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have the Mayo Clinic description of perimenopause open. Of course she does. Of course she does. And the the reason I do is because it's it's really helpful and then it becomes really unhelpful. So I'm going to read the part that's helpful. 
I'll, okay. I'll summarize the part that's helpful. Okay. So perimenopause sure. means around menopause. That is the actual around. definition of the word perimenopause. Pause and right there. It doesn't around. mean before or after. It doesn't mean before. <clears throat> it means around. But it, but right. But it should mean before because right. menopause is actually. 365 days after you've gotten your last period, then you've crossed over into menopause. So perimenopause really is the period before, and it marks the end of the reproductive years, but it's also called the menopausal transition, right? So you're asking about age. Women start perimenopause at different ages. Mm-hmm. I know you want like a clear answer, Definitely but you're not going to have one. It, no. it, it says- No, but we would say- we would say though that you, you know, you can look to typically you can look to your own mother to understand where that mm-hmm. might begin for you. So we, you know, it is typically you mimic the pattern of your mother. So if you have an if your mother is still with us, if you have an open relationship with your mother where you talk about such things, it's a good conversation to have with her to say, Hey mom, like when did you start getting your first hot flash? You should even like, remember. Because mine right, doesn't yeah. really. No, she like I sort of remember it more than she does. Um, but it generally happens sometime in your 40s, but many women notice changes as <laughs> early as their mid-30s. For me, it was probably around 38. Yeah. So for wow. me, it was in my 30s. Yeah. Yeah. So scientifically, I, 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 no, go ahead. The confusing thing to me about menopause and, and all these um stages of female life, right? Is that every stage that you're in, something goes wrong, like your period is irregular or you feel shitty in general and you go to your doctor and they say, oh, that's just your hormones. That's just because you are, first it's like puberty. Then it's, oh, you're, um, you're, you're getting ready to have babies. And then it's, you are pregnant. And then it's, you had babies. And you know what? I mean, like there's never a time where it's just cut and dried this is the stage we're in and this is what happens. They just use the weirdness that we feel and just say, just chalk it up to like, in general, you're female. That's what it is. It's different. It's different for everyone. And if you listen to, um, everyone should tune in and listen to our latest episode with uh, Donna Klassen. She's a, a licensed psychologist and she talks about the four, I think she says there are four stages of vulnerability for women. And that is, you know, puberty, when you, when you get your period, um, when you are pregnant, post-pregnancy, and I think, and the, and the, the state of menopause, is that right, Ellie? Yeah, she was, she was specifically alluding to, um, mental health vulnerability. Mental health vulnerability. (laughs) Yeah. So, but but that, and that's true. So that these, these are the different stages that we can put a finger on and say, well, you, you should be alert. You should pay attention to, what's going on with you at these times, you know, for me, because I'm not a mother, I skipped those other parts, but I've experienced the other things. And so it's good to be, you know, pay attention to what's going on with your body so that, you know, you can be aware that, hey, like something's going on, maybe I should talk to a doctor or, you know, if you if you're experiencing depression, you know, it's time to seek some professional help, like that sort of thing. Well, the reason that mental health vulnerability periods are important to know (laughs) is because, you may think you're clinically depressed or clinically anxious when in fact you are depressed or anxious, but those are symptoms of wow. the hormonal changes. And those, right. the subtle difference in that definition is important because it affects how you would treat those feelings. So, right. 
you know, for example, you know, if you, um, it could be, you know, taking a, do- uh, uh, um, a regular dose of estrogen might be the answer for you. Or, you know, if you have a history of estrogenic cancer in your family and that's not an option, then, you know, doing an antidepressant, a low dose antidepressant might be the right um, thing to go to. But what's important to know is that there are options out there. You don't have to suffer. Um, It's important to speak to a professional about what you're going through. But the hard part is kind of circling back here is finding the professional that's going to listen to you and treat you properly. That's that's the hard part. Are there doctors that specialize only in perimenopause and menopause? There should be. And that's what a lot of organizations are working towards. You know, we've learned in this process of this podcast that doctors get one hour of training on menopause in their entire education. Can you even imagine? And now figure, figure, if we start perimenopause in our mid thirties, half of our lives as women Mm -hmm. are spent in this period of hormonal changes, but doctors spend one hour on it in school. That's effed up. That's all. It's not acceptable. I mean, I, I think like so the, the the kind of doctors that focus on this thing are few and far between. But you know, as we've talked about, we're really trying to get the word out so that because we, we want to see more of that. But there are some great organizations we could shout out. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk menopause. They're really changing the conversation around menopause. We also love Electra. Um, Electra, Electra Health with a K. Electra Health. Um, they provide amazing services, and if you're confused. Um, and don't know where to go, those are both really great places to start. Um, and also talking to your friends, because I promise you, if you're going through it, your friend's going through it. Yeah, definitely. Um, that reminds me, Julia, when we're finished with this, will you put those organizations in the comments? Because I'll never remember them. And I want everybody Absolutely. to find a way to get to them. Good. Sure. We, we have a comment on Facebook that I just have to read because of its hilarity. And Carrie Riley says um, that Dina Blizzard, who we all know as one funny mother, she got pellets in her butt and it worked yeah. great for her. What the hell yeah, is she talking I, about? Hormonal I have very strong opi- yeah, I've got very strong opinions about that. Um, so the pellet... The pellet is popular in that it's a, it's a set it and forget it, right? You've got a pellet typically, and you could, I don't know what she's got in the pellet, but typically it's estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. It's your HRT all in like a tiny pellet, but sometimes it's just testosterone. So I don't know what it is that she has, has in her pellet, but they, they put it in your butt and it slowly releases the hormones. I think for like three months or four months. So it's a long period because a lot of people don't want to deal with patches or right, creams or that kind of thing. So my, my, I think that if it works for you, that's great. But here's, this is just my opinion. Of course. We are not that, medical experts. Yeah, I am not a medical expert, but as a health coach and as, um, as someone working in this space, if, if this is your first kind of tango with HRT, I always think it's better to start with a cream or a patch because you really don't know where you stand and how that's going to affect you. And when you have a pellet in your body, if you have too much of something, you have to have it removed. And you don't know that it's a problem until it's a problem. Whereas if you're having an issue 
your doctor and you're using a cream, you know, your doctor can say, okay, you know, make that two clicks on your cream instead of one. Right. Click. It's usually a dial, right? Well, I, I just um, think that in general, if you're going to put anything into your butt, you should really <laughs> think about it and be cautious about it and know what you're agreed. doing. First. Don't go straight to in the butt. Never go straight to Don't in, go the straight butt. in the butt. But, but again, I think it can be, it's a great solution for a lot of people. And if it works for you, I'm thrilled. I'm, I myself am very interested in it. I'm not ready to try it, but somewhere I think for I think especially if you are postmenopausal when you really are set it and forget it I think that's a little bit better but you know to each their own but that's the deal with the pellets that's I'm going to chime in as not a wellness coach but just someone with somewhat of a comedy background and comment on the <laughs> fact that men I'm going to guess that men aren't sitting around on Facebook live talking about their health problems and considering putting pellets in their body no, no. If they were, be clear, it's not, yeah, it's not in your butthole. No, <laughs> oh, it's not. No, no. I, I never heard of this oh before my, this broadcast. Oh my god, it's not in your butthole. It's not a suppository. No, it's a thank god. They injected it. It's some um, subcutaneous. Oh, it's the skin of your derriere. It's the skin yeah. of your derriere. It oh. does not go in your butthole. Good Lord, ladies. No. Well, Ellie and I that's have that funny. comedy background, and that's where our minds always go automatically. Butt pellet, just that's what it butt sounds pellet. like. Totally. That, that's I mean, something else, listen, probably, Ellie. It is. I, I have ulcerative colitis, and I do use butt but but repositories <laughs> for my butt. I never knew we were going to talk so story. much about butt things today, but I'm thrilled that we are. Go on. Expect but it. things. Yeah. Love it. Ah, okay. So what is the absolute earliest you have ever heard of a person going and starting their perimenopause? Hmm. That's like, does tricky. it ever happen? To, it, what are the outliers? Does it ever happen really freakishly? Well, if, if you have ovarian failure, which is a thing that happens to to young women um, that or young people, I should say, we want to encompass you know non-binary folks as well. If you are, um, if you have, if you experience ovarian failure, it could happen in your teens. It could happen in your twenties. Right. Right. So there are medical and surgical reasons why one right. might go into perimenopause early. In terms of like naturally just hitting, I mean, like I said, I think I started in my thirties. It's different for everyone. What do you think, Ellie? I think the same. I think yeah. like, you know, there are people who have cancer and they're in chemo and they have hysterectomies really early and they're put into medical menopause, which is, right. can happen very, very young, but yes. naturally 30s, 30s. Early 30s is considered yeah. early, mid 30s is considered normal, but still on the early side. And then 40s is sort of average if, if we're going to generalize. If we're, we're totally generalizing. Totally generalizing. And I, I think like late 30s is normal. I think 40, like 40s, like the bullseye. Yeah. Okay. And we, we should say like, we should like name some of the symptoms so that people listening or watching might, who, who are experiencing some of these things might connect it with the hormonal changes that are the depletion of estrogen. So just briefly, some of the Definitely. symptoms are irregular periods, which could be mean more frequently, further apart, heavier, lighter, any of any changes in periods. Hot flashes are the most commonly thought of one. Sleep problems, sleep disruptions. Um, For me, it was sleep. It was really? sleep. Too. 
sleep disruption started at the age of 38. I didn't sleep for five years. I swear to God. Oh my so gosh. Sleep disruption is a huge thing, which when you have kids, I realize is also confusing. It's very right. confusing. Exactly. And like hot what? and cold at yeah. night was for me a big, like okay. I, I couldn't get, get the right temperature. And that was, you know, coming from inside of me. Um, mood changes. <laughs> which is coming from inside. inside of my butt pellets. Um, <laughs> Mood changes, which again is such a tricky one, right? Because we've been living through a pandemic and we've all had mood changes. Right. And then which ones are hormonal and which ones aren't, but it's a good thing to look at. Vaginal and bladder problems, um, changes in sexual function, sexual arousal, sexual desire. Again, are you feeling this way because you have a million little kids who are driving you crazy and you're depressed because of a pandemic or because your hormones are changing? We don't know, but it's a good thing to have your eye on. And I think those are the those are the main ones to point the out. Main. There are so many. We could go on with a very, very yeah. long list. But if you're if you're experiencing any of those things and I, you know, more than one at once, you might want to think about considering that you might be entering perimenopause. And if you're uncomfortable seeking help. Yeah. A Carly yeah. commented she's 46 and still hasn't started perimenopause, she doesn't think. Good. <laughs> Some people Good for have you. no symptoms. Some you people fail through and have no. That's so changes. amazing. Yeah. I wonder, and Carly, if your mom, um, if your mother had a similar situation, I'd be interested to hear. Yeah, that's a great question. I would also say that um, something very interesting about all of this too is there are cultural differences. So women in Japan have a, a different experience than women in America, and I and and this is again, I am not. I'm not a scientist. I didn't do like a study, mm -hmm. but my opinion is that the way that women in America experience and process stress is very different from women in a lot of other countries. And I think that that has much to do with our oh. symptoms and the way that we, the way that we kind of go through perimenopause. But again, I, that, that there's no scientific backing for that. That's just that's your opinion. Totally. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were going to say it's maybe their diet. Um, and diet a hundred percent. Thank you for mentioning that. Our, I think we, we eat more processed foods. Um, there are so many, um, contributing factors in terms of diet and lifestyle. I think that really are working against us. Yeah. 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 Um, tell, tell me a little bit about how women in Japan experience perimenopause. Like, can you elaborate on that? Cause I'm fascinated. Well, I mean, I'll, I will, I'm just going to call back to a wonderful, um, uh, webinar that I saw on uh, Hello Revel, which is through Let's Talk Menopause with Tamsin Fidel and another doctor. I cannot remember her name, but I think, you know, again, so don't, nobody quote me. This is just what I can remember. My memory is not great, but I just know like there was just a difference. Like some of these women like didn't get hot flashes if they experienced anything at all. So there was just such a difference between, you know, and that was just one particular like culture that they called out to. It wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. like, us specifically. And, and by the way, as I'm saying this right now, I'm like, was it that webinar that I watched? Did I get that information there? Or did I read it? So excuse me, everyone. I also have a cold. So and brain yeah, fog is another symptom. Brain fog. Right. Brain fog. You heard it somewhere. That's fine. And you're sharing it with us and we didn't all know it. So that. Yeah. And, and that you can look up on the internet. So if you want to dig, you know, dive a little deeper, just like Google it, Google it. Okay. What is the strangest um, symptom of par perimenopause you've ever heard of? Hmm. Strange. Strange. Like what is something you wouldn't think is but a symptom, but apparently is a common symptom? 
Well, oh God, Ellie, there's so many. So a good, a good friend of mine who, who lives in my neighborhood stopped me on the street the other day to talk about our podcast and how much she's enjoying it. You're getting to be famous, Ellie. In my neighborhood. In your neighborhood. (laughs) Awesome. Um, In Sunnyside, Queens. Um, And she said, I got to tell you something. She said, I am an amazing driver. I grew up in Mexico City. It's really hard to learn to drive there. It's like rough. I've been driving since I was 15. And I'm such a good driver that even like, sometimes my husband can't get into a parking spot and I'm like, get out, give me the car and let me do this. And she said, you know, she's in her early 40s, early mid 40s. And she's like, just recently, I've had three incidences where I've like, banged up, scraped up the car because I've misjudged her spatial awareness has changed. Oh, that's right. Of the podcast about Julia and I like hitting our heads and like, like walking into things. Yes, yes. Because of spatial awareness. And she connected with that and it's translating to her operation of her vehicle and her inability to oh, where no. she, she formerly was like so sharp and on it. She can't quite like navigate that space the way she could. So to me, that's one of the weirdest ones. Like a change in how you operate your vehicle being <laughs> or a, a, a change in how you operate your body. Right. right. How you navigate how you navigate your body in space. I mean, yeah, Ellie and I've got great stories about like hitting our heads and it's just like what like what why can't I like get my body through the door without like bumping into the side? Totally. Oh. Sherry Taylor says I turn into a total klutz. Yeah. Yes. And I'm one of those people that bruises really easily. So I've been walking Same. into shit all the time and I look like I'm an abused person right now. Like I look like someone beats me up on a regular basis, but it's just perimenopause. It's just perimenopause. My husband's always like, what, where'd you get that from? And I'm like, um, I, I don't know. I know mine too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have a big one on my right now and he's like, what did you do? I'm like, uh, can't remember. Know. So the combination of the brain fog with the spatial awareness, which right. means you will bump into things and then you won't remember that you did it and you won't remember why you suddenly have a big green bruise on your thigh. Totally. Absolutely. It's super sexy, y'all. I think what it really comes down to, since we can't, everything is like, who knows? Everything's different for everyone else. And all these things kind of melt together. It really comes down to that we should just embrace like being okay with chaos and not knowing where our bruises came from and all of that. And just like, just be honest with people about it. Like Julia, you just said, "Uh, I thought I read it in that study, but maybe I didn't, I don't know. You know, just to stop like worrying so much about all of it. This is, this is now I'm I'm postulating. This is my, just be like accepting of it all. My favorite thing from our episode that just went live on Wednesday with Donna class and is she talks about this concept of radical acceptance and it's not giving in. It's not giving up. It's resisting the urge to fight against and be upset about what is inevitably going to happen to you. So radical Mm -hmm. acceptance is like, okay, this is happening to me. I am bumping into things. I can't sleep anymore. Now, what am I going to do about it? Not shaking your fist at the world because it's happening, which is only going to exacerbate your aggression, your anxiety, your depression, your frustration, all of those things. Or thinking that something is wrong with you. Like, this doesn't happen. Something's wrong with me. But if we all just tell everybody that we're walking into shit all the time and we're annoyed for no reason, Mm -hmm. then we'll all feel better. Yeah. 
there's power. There's you're giving the power back to yourself, right? Because you're you're accepting where you are, and then you can navigate through it. When you're just like, I, instead of fighting it, you're just saying like, I've got the brain fog. Okay, like what can I do to support my brain better through this moment? Maybe I need to write. Ellie and I were talking about this the other day. I used to just I never wrote anything down. I just kept I kept it all up here. Wow. Now. If I don't write it down, I forget it. And or like even at work with my boss, I'll just be like, I have no idea what you said to me yesterday. You're gonna have to repeat that. Good. You know, but I've been with him for 13 years. I'm like, you're not gonna fire me because I forgot. You know what I mean? So I'm just sort of like, this is where I'm at. I can't remember. Please repeat yourself. Right. And it would have been way worse to like try to remember and then get it wrong because you mm-hmm. didn't remember and pretend yes. like you did remember. Yeah. Yeah, I'm way past owning it. it. Owning it is, is much yeah. more powerful. Own your forgetfulness for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. We could go on about this all day. I always have so many questions for you guys. I love listening to the podcast. I love that you send out the email. Get on their email list because they send out an email like telling you when each podcast comes out, and they must be written by Ellie because they're very clever and funny and How make you, you want to watch. All written by Ellie. <laughs> I I know because they make you want to watch uh, watch listen right away, um, so I'm always looking forward to those. Go find circling the drain on all of the places and send them messages. Ask them your questions because as you can see, they know a lot of things. They might not know where they learned them from, but they know them. <laughs> and if we don't know the answers, we'll find someone good who does know where they learned it from and can give us the answer. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, make sure um Julia's gonna put the things in the comments of the places that you can go to learn more about all of this. But just like make this um mom cave places, make the mom cave places, places we can be honest about these things. And you could talk to us about it and we can talk to you about it. Carly Daniels is asking on Facebook, the podcast circling the drain. Yes. The podcast is called circling the drain. Mm -hmm. And I think they're circling the drain on all of the um, social media things, right? Yeah. And you can always just go to our website, which is just circling the drain podcast.com. Circling the drain podcast.com is where you can find all of the things. Cool. And if you if you don't know who I am, I'm Jen from Mom Cave. We're Mom Cave TV on all of the things. And in fact, we're also now on your television. We're on 100 smart TV channels. Um, if you go to your Roku, your Amazon, your Apple TV, um, you can find us on several apps. One is the Binge Networks app. And you can watch this like, it, like it's television or you can just hang out with us on the internet, which we will continue to do. Fancy. Ah, thanks for talking to me, you guys. I'm going to go like put some salve on all my bruises and check my to-do list for the day because I've forgotten what it was. And we'll continue. Yeah, we will continue this conversation. Don't put a pellet in your butt. There will be no pellets in my butt. In your butt. Right. I mean, I really did think you meant that. So I'm just going to leave that there. Thank you for clearing that up. Like you've done a service to the internet just by... Clearing up the fact that the pellets don't go in your actual butt. Butthole. Butthole. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And that's a great note to end on. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Go share, like, do all the things. I'm Jen from Mom Cave. This is Ellie and Julia from Circling the Drain. And we're going to go about our perimenopausal days.